Welcome to Let's Get Loud, a podcast series brought to you by the University of Cebu School of Law Office of the Legal Aid. Hi, my name's Bea, and together with my fellow law student practitioners, Casey, Eunice, Leia, June, and Joy, we will be hosting today's episode with our special guest, Attorney Edwin M. Thomon, the Branch Clerk of Court of the Regional Trial Court in Pagadian City. Listen in as we talk about the Philippine Electronic Court System. Good afternoon, Attorney. Again, thank you so much for giving us your time and sharing with us your knowledge of uh, the law for this um, afternoon. And first, we'd like to ask you, what exactly is the Philippine Electronic Court System and how does it work for the judiciary and for litigating cases in general? Okay, thank you for that. So that question is very timely, considering that the the way of doing things now is through internet or through the technology. As regards to the e-court, there is a need to explain it because as maybe as as it is understood, e-court is not the one that we think that will cater the court proceedings. So I will just clarify it. E-court is not similar with the video conferencing. Although there is a complementary between the two, the e-court and video conferencing. Because if we think the, the proceedings in court will be done online, as to the e-court system, that is not yet the... the the status now but instead if there is an online proceedings it is done through video conferencing not the e-court so to explain about the e-court the e-court is all about the case management system so it is all about the monitoring of the progress of cases including the grappling of cases, including the calendaring of cases, and also the movement or what will be the progress of the case. That's basically what is all about the e-court. And lately, it has been enhanced into e-court version 2, wherein the online payment or using the internet for payment of filing of docket fees as well as other payments can already be catered through the e-court version 2 as well as the e-filing and some other features in connection with doing things through the net. So if you are thinking that it is all about the court proceedings about the e-court, that, that is not as of this moment about the e-court system. So the e-court system is only limited as of this time to case management and its monitoring. And of course, there are 
aspects of the court proceedings that are already been in the e-court, but not really in the entire proceedings. So that's all about the background of e-court. Right, attorney. So is it correct to say then that this e-court system is more of an administrative arm of the courts in handling cases or it only complements the video conferencing of let's say um, hearings of litigious motions or even cases in court right attorney yes correct so this is more on the administrative aspect of court management the judicial aspect is not in the e-court although there are features of e-court that that are already used in judicial proceedings but for judicial proceedings such as hearings they are done in the video conferencing using similar with what we are using now the zoom the, the court has its own platform we are using microsoft teams but at any rate the, the functionality of zoom and microsoft teams along with google meet they are similar to each other so the e-court will only help the court in case management as well as monitoring of the progress of the case and also calendaring of cases and determining the age of the case what will be the incidents that are due for resolution of the court and the period when will be the deadline of the of those incidents that will be resolved by the court. So that's basically the, the function of the e-court. So actually the e-court is all about helping the court in monitoring the progress of cases. And also for easy monitoring of all those incidents that, that will be resolved by the court, by the judge, and also for helping for the generation of the report and all other administrative reports for that matter. Right, attorney. You also mentioned earlier that um, the e-court uh, system has a specific aspect or maybe a feature wherein uh, payments may be accepted. So we all know as students of the law that in filing cases, we have to pay our filing fees, right? And we also may even file bonds for that matter or even deposit payments in case in cases where the creditor does not accept the lawful payment of a debtor. So how does this payment feature enter into the e-court system? Okay, thank you for that. So again, I think the, the idea that you are presenting is very good idea. But as of this time, what you are envisioning is that the e-court system will cater everything about court transaction and court proceedings. So that's the ideal one. But as of this time, the e-court can only cater the payment of filing fees and docket fees. So it is only limited there, the online payment of filing fees and docket fees. As far as bonds as, and other payments that will be made to the court, that feature of the e-court is still in progress. Maybe some of the e-court stations are already pilot testing that they will be catering the payment of bonds, but as of this time, it is not yet rolled out 
throughout the country. But I think that will be the direct swap of the e-court, considering that the payment of filing fees is already up in the e-court system. But as to other payments, I think they are still work in progress. All right, attorney. More on the e-court features. Is this e-court only, is it a website or does it also have a mobile app wherein the court personnel or, partic- or even the judges and justices, may they access through a mobile application or is it limited to a website only, attorney? As far as the access of the e-court, it can be accessed by those courts that are having that system. Actually, to, to give you an idea, not all courts in our country are e-courts. There are only selected courts that are equipped with e-court system. So in Pagadian, actually in Pagadian, we are not an e-court. I think in Mindanao, only in Cagayan de Oro, and in Cebu City, I think Cebu City, not all courts in Cebu City are also e-courts. Only selected courts are having e-court system. So if the court is having an e-court system, then I think the, the litigants, the parties can access the case that they are filing with the court and also the, the judges also and also the court personnel. So they can only access the cases that they are, they are parties in interest. But as to those interested parties that are not parties in interest in the case, I think they cannot access. And of course, the, the court person as well as the, the judge can access the records of the case. Um, you also mentioned, attorney, that not all courts are e-courts in the Philippines. So how does a court become an e-court then, attorney? There are several aspects to consider. First, it's all about the the infrastructures that we have. So the first there there should be an internet connection in 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 a court. But as of now, I think if not all, mostly of the courts in the country have internet connection, if not all. Because the judiciary has acquired mm, a Microsoft Philippine Judiciary 365 account. So that is a judiciary-wide contract with the Microsoft, wherein all courts all over the country are assigned with a specific email address. So when it comes to conversion or upgrading the the court to an e-court. So it depends on the, the, I think it depends on the, the evaluation of the court administrator who has the supervision over the lower courts. If it is all about first level and second level courts. So there are some parameters and there are some matters that will be taken into consideration before a court will become an e-court system because there is a need to train also the staff and there is also 
a need to procure infrastructure such as PCs and everything in connection with the e-court because that is a new system so the those who are involved in using the system will be trained and i will i will tell you that the the court staff are very familiar with the manual system so there is a need to train them to train us in order that we will be more, we will be, we will be more familiar with how to use the e-court system because in the e-court system we will be using the the computer in doing the job rather than doing it manually so that is why i cannot say what were what were the requirements so that the the court will be elevated to an e-court that that is dependent on the the approval of the court administrator or the office of the court administrator who has supervision over all lower courts in the country um attorney i'm just curious um what um gave rise to the to the e-court system is this brought about by the pandemic or this has been existing already and was just enhanced due to its demand especially that we are into digitalization okay thank you for that for the e-court the e-court has already been in the judiciary or that that has already been used by the judiciary even before the pandemic so the the chief justices prior to the incumbent chief justice have already been envisioning to transform the the case management system as well as as well as the record keeping of the court into a digitalized form so it has been and I think it has been launched, the e-court has been launched sometime in the year 2013. So during that time, it was piloted at the Quezon City Regional Trial Court. Then after that, there were several courts over, all over the country that had been, that had been piloted also. They, they are having the e-court system. But I think as of this time, the the e-court there there are no more additional courts that have been given with the e-court. Although the the judiciary has already provided all courts nationwide with an email address, but as to the e-court and its facilities, then that that is yet to be to be rolled out all over the country. As of this time, maybe a little over 10% of the courts over the country that that are having the e-court system. Uh, the e-court was already in, in the court even prior to the pandemic. But of course the pandemic, hmm, pandemic was, let us say was the 
triggering event that that the the judiciary is providing email addresses to each and every court nationwide. Prior to the pandemic, not all courts nationwide have its own email address. But now we have our own email address. All our courts nationwide. Um, it's good to hear, attorney, that the our courts have a plan um, in in going to um, digitalization all the um, the processes. And by the way, attorney, um, do you know um, if there is a timeline for the rollout or the target to completely um, implement these e-courts to all courts? Mm, I'm sorry to tell you that I do not know what's the timeline. But last Friday, there was a launch of the judiciary's strategic strategic plans for the five-year program wherein one of the features was the conversion of the manual processing of court, court processes into a computerized form, computerized it up. So I believe that e-court is one of those plans wherein the judiciary will be planning to 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 equip all courts all over the country with that e-court system. Um, attorney, when it with respect to the um um you mentioned earlier about emails, with respect to the filing and service of pleadings, the judge mentioned other papers. So the 2019 rules of civil procedure tells us that the filing or serving by electronic electronic mail is only allowed if the court authorizes the same or if the court is equipped to do so. So does the e-court system replace email or electronic filing and service? No. It, oh, okay. it will complement with each other because mm -hmm. the, the purpose, one of the purposes why the court provided, the, the Supreme Court provided all courts with, with the email address is that that is provided for under the revised rules of civil procedure wherein electronic filing as well as electronic service are already allowed. So for the e-court, although some of the proceedings, some of the orders after the proceedings can be, can be served to the parties through electronically. But as far as the e-court is concerned, it is more on case management. So not really on the proceedings. So even if even if there is already the rules already allow that there will be electronic filing and electronic service of orders and other court processes but it doesn't mean that it will replace the e-court system because the two are the, the two functionalities serve different aspects of the court proceeding or court operation so um so attorney is it correct to say that the e-court system would just complement other modes of filing and services correct attorney yes that, that's correct okay so particularly the 
orders and notices that will be that will be issued by the court to the parties after the proceedings so shall we say the stage of the proceeding is pre-trial so after the pre-trial conference there will be a pre-trial order that will be issued by the court so to the parties as to what transpired during the pre-trial proceedings then that part there is already a template pre-trial template that will be that will be completed by the court then after after the completion of, of the pre-trial proceedings then the pre-trial order can be sent immediately after after the proceeding to the parties and also the notices the notices also it can also be sent through the e-court system thank you attorney so in relation to the administrative or the i mean the administration of cases so how is the scheduling done in the e-court system so who inputs the schedule okay <laughs> thank you so before i will answer that this is how the the court or court operations work in a manual system so the the party will file for example if it is a criminal case from the prosecutor's office it will be filed with the office of the clerk of court then there will be a schedule for the wrapping of all cases filed within a certain period of time for example the office of the clerk of court will conduct a raffle every tth so tuesday and thursday so all cases received by the office of the clerk of court on or before tuesday will be raffled shall we say in the afternoon of tuesday so it will be raffled to all the artists or for example it is an office of the clerk of court of the regional trial court because the municipal trial court in cities it has its own office of the clerk of court so if you file a case it will not be filed directly with the court it will be filed with the office of the clerk of court if it is an rtc case it will be filed with the office of the clerk of court of the regional trial court then all cases filed with that office of the clerk of court will be raffled to all the branches of the rtc then the records of those cases will be forwarded to the branch where the case is raffled then the the branch will the, the judge of the branch will evaluate those cases as regards to the calendaring of cases as as and also who will input those those cases it will be done by the clerk of court the branch clerk of court but of course before the branch clerk of court will input the number of cases in the e-court system the branch clerk of court will have to consult with the presiding judge as well as their previous or past experience as to how many cases that will be calendared during the day. So
So they will agree they, that the, the, clerk, the branch clerk of court will consult the judge as to how many cases will be calendared for arraignment, for example, for criminal cases. How many cases will be calendared for the day for pre-trial? How will how will many cases will be calendared for initial trial? And how many cases calendared for continuation of trial? And how many cases calendared for judgment? And how many cases calendared for promulgation of judgment, etc. So that that will be based on the experience of the court. So after knowing the number of cases, it is the branch clerk of court that will input the number of cases in the e-court system. Shall we say, arraignment, there are five. So five, retrial, five. Then initial trial, five. Continuation of trial, five. Then promulgation promulgation of judgment that that will be five so based on that there are five incidents there arraignment pre-trial initial trial continuation of trial and judgment so there are five so if if each of these incidents will have five so the total that will be calendar during the day is 25 so that's how the the calendaring of cases will be done so there has to be the, the there has to be a parameter that will be inputted first by the branch clerk of court after consulting with the presiding judge thank you attorney so um you mentioned about the raffling of cases so how is um, the raffling of cases different in e-courts. Okay, <laughs> so that that is why I mentioned about the the manual, the the manual way of doing things. So for the raffling of cases, in order for you to understand to have a comparison about it, in a manual, so cases will will be listed that will be raffled during the day. For example, there are fifty cases that will be raffled during the day. So for example, case number one to 50. So under the manual system, mm, th there will be just like a, a raffle, raffle of in a manual manner, there will be number that will be placed in a some sort of tambiolo or in a box, then the representative of each court will pick number out of that box. Or if, if there is a tambiolo, it will, the tambiolo will be rolled, then somebody will pick up, then whatever is the case number, that the, the court, the representative of the court that picks that number, then that case will be assigned to that, to that court. While in e-court, once the the cases that will be raffled during the day are inputted in the system, then the, the system will automatically raffle it without any human intervention. There is, a, there is now a system just like a, a lot of. 
So there will be an electronic raffle that will determine which cases will be assigned to a particular branch of the court. There is no more human intervention. The, the human intervention there is only to input those cases in the system, but the system will be the one doing the raffling. Okay, so that's the difference between the manual and the e-court system. In the manual, there will be some sort of tambiolo containing the number, the, the case number, then it will be rolled, then somebody will pick up, or sometimes my, there will be a, a ball that will come out, just like a lotto, then whatever is the case number, then it will be assigned to a particular branch. But in e-court, it is already in an electronic manner. The rappling is done by the system. Um, attorney, in relation to what you mentioned earlier that e-court is all about um, helping the court in monitoring the progress of cases, um, my question, attorney, is what are the other benefits or advantages of having an e-court system? Okay. The, having an e-court system has more advantages than disadvantages. Because, again, I will, I will mention first about the manual. So, in the manual, in the manual processing of the court records, each and every record has its own incident has its own stage of the proceedings. So the, the court personnel will only know what will be the stage of the proceedings of that particular case by going over the record. But in the e-court system, all you have to do is to input the reference number or the case number in the system then you will see the, the latest incident of the case without going through the records of the case. So that is one. It can easily be determined what is all about the, the latest incident or what, whose, whose duty now to present evidence or when will be the deadline of that for example, of the plaintiff to, to present its evidence on, and also when will be the presentation of the last witness of the, of the plaintiff. So all of those can already be determined by just inputting the reference number or the case number in the, an e-court. But under the manual system, you will scan the entire records before you will know when was the first witness of the plaintiff was presented, when was the second witness, when was the second witness presented, uh, that testimony was terminated. So that can be done only after scanning the records. While in, in the e-court, just input the case number or the reference number then you will see what are those incidents. 
and also for the calendaring of phases for the manual system again you will scan the records to know when will be the next scheduled hearing of the case but in the e-court if if you will input the case then as long as the the trial dates of the case have already been inputted or agreed upon by the councils then it can already it can already build in the system and another one the deadline the deadline in resolving whatever incidents of the case that can only be determined if the records will be scanned however under the e-court system I think there is already some sort of an alarm that will tell the court and the judge that the, the, the incident about this one is about is due for resolution. So those are the advantages of having an e-court system. Um, attorney, can the e-court system automatically track case status without movements or is this manually updated by the branch clerk of court so every after hearing the 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 incidents transpired during that hearing will be incorporated or included in the in the e-court system so for example the judge will issue an order after every after hearing the judge will issue an order so that order will be reflected in the system just like in the manual the the hard copies of the order will be attached to the record in the e-court system it will be attached also in the in the folder of that case so that, that's also that's that's also in the e-court system if there are benefits, attorney, are there also risks or disadvantages of having an electronic court system? And if yes, attorney, what are these? Yes, there are disadvantages also. One of which is if there is power interruption. Of course, the, the records cannot be viewed. And if the records are already digitized, then if there is some technical glitches, then that is another, that's a risk of having an e-court system. So if the system will have, will encounter some technical problem, then that will affect the retrieval of the records that are inputted in the e-court system. But of course, if those risks can be addressed, then the benefits of having an e-court system outweigh of that of the manual system. Um, attorney, how secured is the system from breach or hacking? Hmm. That I cannot give you a, a categorical answer because even 
the the system of those companies who are who are equipped with the with the high with high anti virus or anti malware they are not 100% secure but as for the e-court system I think so far nothing has been reported that it has been hacked or it has been attacked by some unscrupulous techie. So, so far there is no reported incident about it. So I can say that it is quite safe. Attorney, uh, moving on to the, since you mentioned that um, the e-court system is more of a case management system how about the uh, scheduling of hearings um do you do you think the supreme court uh, contemplates a future where hearings are done online instead of on site or um is that not the case as for the e-court the hearing is still in-person, on-site hearing. But as to the virtual hearing or video conference hearing, that is being catered by another platform. So I know what you are thinking, that you are thinking of, of all-encompassing system or one-stop system. So I know that's what you are thinking that whenever you will hear the word e-court, it contemplates that the hearing will be done online or in a virtual manner. But actually, in an e-court, the hearing is conducted in person. But because of the pandemic, because of COVID-19, the Supreme Court was forced to adapt the video conference hearing. So the video conference hearing is done during the pandemic. And even until this time, whenever there will be some issues that will that that will need to use the video conference. So the e-court and video conference, I think they will complement one from the other. So the hearing through online is done through video conferencing, not in the e-court. The e-court, the hearing there is in person. The e-court is not the platform in the virtual hearing or in the video conference hearing. The video conference hearing has a separate platform the judiciary is using the Microsoft Teams. So whenever there will be a video conference or there will be a virtual hearing, it is not done through the e-court system, but using the video conference system using the Microsoft Teams. It is just like, I think Microsoft Teams is similar to Zoom or the Google Meet.
All right, attorney. Thank you for that clarification. It seems uh, for us law students, it's difficult really to, since when we hear e-court or electronic court, the automatic assumption is that everything is done electronically online. Even when we ask you about the filing and the service, clearly it, uh, the e-court system here is only meant to complement uh, existing court procedures. So um, in relation to that, attorney, you also mentioned that the e-court system helps you, um, helps uh, the court in notifying the parties uh, as to the, maybe the schedule of their hearings. So when there is already an entry of judgment, is it correct to say that the e-court system notifies the parties if there has been their a judge their judgment has been entered in the book of entries of judgment that is part of the system so whatever proceedings under the e-court system after the proceedings it will be become part of the record of the case so it will be included in the digitized record of the case so if there is already a judgment, then the the decision of the court will automatically be annexed or in, included in the case folder of, of the case. So as to whether it will be, it has already been entered in the book of judgment, then th that is after, a after the lapse of period of time. So example of course there is a judgment then um, the other the other parties are given some remedies to to avail of in order that the judgment will not become final so but if the judgment has become final then it will be entered in the in the book of judgment but of course if it is not yet final then the whatever remedies available by the, by the uh, adverse party, then it will also be included in the, the records of the case. All right, attorney. So um, thank you for that. We are going here full circle, circle here right now, attorney. And um, does the e-court also help in the execution of judgment? Meaning um, if there is an order to execute the judgment is... Are the parties also notified or the court personnel, particularly the sheriff, so that he may he or she may do his uh, function as a sheriff or any court officer who will execute the judgment? Yes. So as I said, whatever whatever orders or resolutions issued by the court in connection with the case, it will be included in the case folder. Mm, just like in a manual, it will be attached in the case folder. But since it is already digitized, it will be included in, in the case folder in the e-court system. And the, the sheriff, if it is for execution, will be furnished with a copy of it maybe not in an electronic form but through the hard copies the the order of the execution will have to be printed and then it will be given to the sheriff because as of this time 
I do not know if we have already the system that that the judgment can be executed electronically. So the sheriff will have to do it manually until such time that there will be a system to execute the the judgment electronically. Then that will be the time that it will be included in the equal. But of course, the the order for the execution is already included in the case folder, but the execution itself will be done by the sheriff in a personal manner. All right, attorney. So um, since this e-court system, it's quite novel, as you've mentioned, the Supreme Court only uh, started um, planning for an e-court system last 2013, and they're still continuing pilot tests. And up to this date, um, you also mentioned earlier that the ver version two of this e-court system is still in the works uh, for the five-year strategic plan of the judiciary. So how do you think will the e-court significantly improve your work as a clerk of court in the uh, RTC of Pagadian City? The e-court version 2 has a features of e-filing, e-payment, e-rapple, electronic service of summons, and intelligent case monitoring and tracking and e-rollio for the e-filing that is that is done through sending the, the pleadings to the initiatory pleadings to the court of course a payment is all about the payment of docket fees and for the e-rapple we have already talked about it the e-rapple the, e the electronic service of zomon so the parties will be served with the summons in order for the court to acquire jurisdiction over the, the, the dependent. And the fifth one, which is the intelligent case monitoring and tracking, this is all about the tools in knowing what will be the progress or the, the update or the latest incident of the case. And the e-rollio, the e-rollio is all about when we say rollio, it is the case record. So when we say e-rollio, it has already been transformed into a digitized form. So it can already be accessed by the parties anywhere as long as they are they are given the access. So my personal opinion, the e-court system will really help the work of a branch clerk of court and not only the branch clerk of court also the the judge as well as all other stakeholders and other court personnel because in the e-court once the data once the data are inputted in the system automatically the e-court the, the, the system will will generate, for example, there are 25 cases calendared during the day. Then the system will generate the calendar during the day. And in that calendar, it is already complete with the details. Who are the parties to the case? 
and who are the who are the lawyers of each party and what will be the what will be the latest incident or what will be the possible stage of the proceedings in that particular day whose turn of whose turn to present their evidence so these are all in the e-court system because in one glance the calendar it has already been reflected there and not only that even those previous proceedings of a particular case is already reflected in that calendar. For example, the plaintiff has already presented three witnesses. When was the first witness presented? It can be viewed in the calendar. When was the second witness presented? And when was it terminated? So it can already be viewed. So as far as the, 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 the judge is concerned, it is very helpful. And on the part of the branch clerk of court and some other court personnel it will also help their job it will ease their job because it has already been in the system all they have to do is to navigate the system and to use the data that are inputted in the system unlike in the manual all you have to do is to establish your own records Establish your own system, and every time that there will be some reports needed, then you have to navigate it. You have to explore the the details of the data that you have that you have maintained. Unlike unlike in an e-court, I think by just clicking some parameters, then the the, the needed data can already be retrieve and can already be generated so I, I hope that the the present the incumbent chief justice along with the whole court the 14 other justices will push through with the implementation of e-court all throughout the country not only the selected few courts all over the country but i hope that it will be rolled out to all courts all over the country so that the efficiency and transparency of the court proceedings will be will be enhanced so because if the the court proceedings and court transactions are done in an electronic manner then the efficiency and and transparency there is undoubtedly enhanced i hope you enjoyed today's episode of let's get loud to keep up to date with what's coming up be sure to follow uc law office of the legal aid on facebook and let's get loud on youtube and spotify